0: A Podcast One production. Anthony William, best known as the medical medium, has used his intelligence from a higher source to help heal tens of thousands of ill people through his knowledge on the power of food. His books have sold millions of copies around the world, gracing the bookshelves of Novak Djokovic, the Kardashians, Gwyneth Paltrow, Robert De Niro and many others. Anthony says knowledge is power. The first step of the healing process is to know the cause of your suffering and to realize it's not your fault. In this heartfelt conversation, Anthony and I talk about his struggles with being given his gift at such a young age, why your thoughts may not always create your illness, and how sometimes the world is not ready for the truth.
1: The lesson that took me the longest to learn is that that was naive starting out. You know, I thought that when you had the answers, that it would be like accepted and heralded as something incredible like doesn't the world want chronic illness gone certain parts of the world just doesn't want everybody better and that broke my heart
0: i'm sarah grimberg and this is a life of greatness Working as a podcast and radio producer, I have been fortunate enough to cross paths with many intriguing people who have had a profound impact on me. In this series, I share stories and experiences from the people who have brought inspiration to my life and hopefully yours too. Anthony William is a number one New York Times bestselling author. His most recent book, Cleanse to Heal, contains everything you need to know about cleansing. His other books include Medical Medium, Celery Juice, Liver Rescue, as well as many others. In this episode, you will learn how changing your eating habits can transform your life. Let's start from when you were were young. What was your life like growing up? How was your childhood?
1: I mean it was never easy that's for sure when spirit of compassion is talking to you all the time as a child because that's what happened is i woke up one morning hearing a voice perfectly clear and
0: How old my life
1: changed i 4 years old at that time and my life changed right there that was it it wasn't about <clears throat> from there on it wasn't about you know i'm going to pursue my own dreams and i'm going to be anything i want to be and you know and you know and i'm going to be you know, living a normal life. (laughs) And as the years went by, it just wasn't going to happen. It it just, you can't get away from something when, you know, it's, it's there and it, and it's taking over and starting at age four and, you know, starting from just the, the trying to adjust with hearing a voice perfectly clear, like as if it's a friend standing next to you or sitting next to you and they're talking to you and it's in real time. It's not a it's not a sound or a voice in my head. And if it was, that would have been awesome because then I could have been like, okay, fine, let the information come. I'll be an airplane pilot. I'll be a whatever. I'll be, you know, I'll go do something else in life or whatever it is. And it wasn't going to happen like that. And the voice was from the outside of the ear. And that's when it did. That's it. Everything, the game, the game changed. Everything stopped right there and its tracked, tracks. And it's like, this is what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And I thought it would go away. But yeah, I knew it wasn't because it wasn't. And it wasn't. It just never did.
0: Were you and scared as a, child as growing a four-year-old? Up, you know, was that like, you know, because obviously maybe as, as a young child, that probably wouldn't be as scary as, as if you were an adult and you suddenly heard a voice, but did you no, have, scary? Yeah, yeah. Did you have any understanding at all what it was? Was anyone able, like who did you speak to about the fact you could hear this voice?
1: Anybody I could at first. And the it was it was what the voice was saying. It was the information. It was advanced medical information. I had a science research like it still is today. And um, and it just it wouldn't stop. And that information was, you know, symptoms people were suffering with, but the co- causes, the true causes of the symptoms, viruses, all about information about viruses and how viruses eat food. And science and research had, they're not, they weren't aware of that. They're still not. And how, you know, viruses thrive inside our bodies and they eat certain foods to thrive inside our bodies. And you're hearing this at six, seven years old. And I remember on the, being on the floor, laying on the floor in the living room of my my house, my great-grandfather was on the couch. With my with my dad and it was his grandfather and I was on the floor and I had a guitar that was it was just on the floor next to me and I was you know, I was five and a half years old and I was plucking the strings and just one at a time in spirit of compassion, was giving me that informi- was giving me information about what people suffer with with symptoms and what it feels like and to describe them in a way. And I was just voicing it out. So here I'm voicing out when I'm on the floor all of these intense neurological symptoms and what people go through. And and my great grandfather, he he, you know, he said he's he's not going to have it easy down the road because people are not going to like this. <clears throat> you know, they're not going to like this information like not people who are suffering they're going to like it because they're going to have answers but people are not going to understand where he gets his information from and they're going to want to try to take him down and my dad told me the story recently again and he said you gotta you gotta tell that story because you know it's It was just an unbelievable moment where, you know, he he knew right there that my great grandfather was right Mm because I always have opposition and I'm always discriminated against for hearing this voice. And and even though millions are healing with the, the information that comes through unprecedented, like never before in our history of health. And nowhere in the health field and the health healing arts has people healed miraculous recoveries like they have with medical medium information. And even with all of that, you know, I'm still, you know, they still want to silence me. They still want to take my voice away all the time. And they still want me generic and say, well, he's just a fruits and vegetable guy. There's plenty of vegan plant-based fruits and vegetable guys, or there's plenty of, you know, other types of eating modalities of fruits and vegetables. And and he's not a doctor. And it's amazing how that comes out, even though there's no other There's no other place in our natural health or communities out there, anywhere, that has the healing stories and the volumes of them, never before in history like the medical medium communities do, and even with all of that it just gets the opposition more angry. There's thousands and thousands of healing stories that that could never get better with all of the healing trends that are out there and all of the different diets and the intuitive eating and the food combining and and all the different, the paleo and the plant-based and the vegan. It doesn't matter. Everybody's sick. They all get sick. I mean, why do you think when plant-based people get sick, they run to the other side mm-hmm. and they start eating salmon and eggs right away? And Why do you think the other side gets sick? They start running back. The plant-based, and everybody's looking for some kind of doctor or professional to have a science study behind what's going on. And and the cases of Lyme disease that have gotten better for medical medium information and what happened, which which was incredible, because Spirit of Compassion told me when I was younger that we were going to be able to move Lyme disease out of the bacteria category. And meaning we, meaning Spirit of Compassion and I, and actually get it into out of that category and we did so we succeeded so Lyme disease to research and science now isn't bacterial anymore it's actually not bacterial they moved Lyme disease into autoimmune category they don't know the cause anymore and that was medical medium books so it's always been about saving lives and when i go back to my childhood that's why my great grandfather said you know they're not going to like him because of where he gets his information from and because what he has to say and, you know, but the people who are sick and suffering and struggling and they've been through hell and back and, you know, they need the information and they're going to, they're going to like him.
0: It's incredible. And the the things that you've been able to do, Anthony, for the good of the greatest good for all are outstanding. Going into that childhood Having that voice obviously speaking to you, were your was your family? Did they know what was going on? Were they able to support you? And then, how were the teenage years? Because you know, as a teenager, That's you know, terrible. I remember there was there was a time <coughs> where you actually wanted that voice to be shut off. And I know there are plenty of people out there who have had been able to connect with a spirit who are able to get that shut off. What made you not end up doing that and then going on to uh, live the life that you do now?
1: when you get a gift you you feel special and you get a gift when you're young people tell you you got this special gift you got this special gift and you feel special right Th- that was taken from me because spirit of compassion told me this gift wasn't mine and this gift was for the chronically ill and i always had to remember that so right from the start where this isn't your gift you know this isn't yours just because you can hear and you can write down this information like I'm doing now today. And just because you can do all that, it, this gift was for everybody else. It was for the people who are suffering, struggling, and chronically ill. And I was told that as a teenager, like, you know, this gift is for everybody else. So that that was hard all on its own because mm-hmm you're know, growing up and you're just like no no I, I i i'm special this is making it all part of it i could hear this voice i'm helping people you know and and i was helping people heal when i was 12 13 14 years old and had my own clientele at age 14 and all of this and but you know when you get into those teenage years and you can't be a normal teenager in any way it's difficult you know there was a time in my life where I just wanted to be like at that time as soon as I saw I want this over I want it over I want out now I am done and and especially since, hey, it's not my gift anyway. You know what I mean? You're yeah, a teenager and yeah. you're like, this isn't my gift anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know? This is this is everybody else's gift. I just want out now. And so <laughs> it was just hard. It was just not not easy.
0: Like what would your friends say? Would you be out with them and then being, you know, getting all this information? What would you, how would you be able to manage that?
1: Well, you had, you you know, you had to find a way because you have to live and survive. And that's what it is. It's like, how do I breathe? You know, how do I, you know, live my life with people around me and with information coming through nonstop? It was always about what was going on in some butts in somebody. Do they have kidney stones? Do they have, you know, something in their brain? Do they have a tumor in their brain? Do they have, you know, uh, diabetes? Do they have, you know, other anything going on? And it was always coming through. And you know, what's inside their liver? You know, do they have brain fog? Do they have endometriosis? Do they have PCOS? And you know, all these things, or do they have something that doesn't even have a label yet? And you know, do they have lupus? Do whatever it is, and it was always coming through. So you just hear it all the time, and you try to block it out, but you can't because it's from the outside. That's what made it hard. I always wish it was from the inside. And I remember doing a lecture. What would when the I was difference be? That if teens. it was it
0: from the inside, to if it's on the outside? Because in the inside, couldn't you still not be able to block that out?
1: Oh, no, you can block it out. You can go on a vacation. You can live your life. You can go do what you want to do. I mean, you can block it out. Yeah. And you can at least distract it for sure. You can distract it. You know, it's like there's no question because you can be talking to somebody and you can distract it. Yeah. When you hear from the outside, it's going into your ear in real time. Mm, I see. It's like somebody playing a radio that a song you don't want to hear in your ear while you're trying to converse with somebody. It's a big, big, big change.
0: What if you and, hear yeah. information about someone that is like quite, you know, full on about their health? Like, when do you know, and they're not obviously a client of yours, when do you know I should deliver this information or do you now just go, okay, geez, like, well, God, I did bad. all the time.
1: Yeah. As a child, I did it all the time. I'm sure it, you was, did. it was, it was cute. It was, it was funny sometimes. And, you know, or it was just, it was accepted. And it was like, hey, mister, you know, you pull on somebody's shirt uh, sleeve and you're like, hey, mister, uh, hey, miss, you know, this is what's going on. Um, did you ever get this looked at? Are you seeing a doctor? You know, because you got to look out for this. And when you're doing that, it was great when you're younger. And when you get older, it's really scary. You don't want to, do it. <laughs> don't What's,
0: want to like, do it. What situations have you been in when you're older and you give that information to someone and they're like, like unaccepting of that? Well,
1: what it is, is that when you're older and you're doing it, mm. someone before the internet age and I was older doing it, it was definitely better. So, you know, when I was in my 20s and the, the internet age just wasn't happening, Right and, um, and you tap on somebody's shoulder and you say, "Look, do you have this," and they get blown away. Mm. They get blown away. Now, today, I mean, now today it would be different. They'd be, you know, they'd be like, "Hey, that's the medical medium," or whatever. You know, um, you know, I mean, I can't even go to a store. You know, people be like, "Oh my God, here he is!" Just let's, let's find out what's going on. So that's that's different. But say they didn't know I was the medical medium. Say so they didn't know whatever, you know, and, and my history or anything. And I walk into a store, I walk into a health food store and I tap on somebody's shoulder and you you tell them what they got going on. They'll be like, where did you get my medical records? Are you an identity theft, That you know, thief or whatever? You can't, you know, so, but back in the 20s, you know, back when I was in my 20s and the internet wasn't happening yet. And it was, and then, you know, all the way to... You know, it, it it was different, and I did tell some people like, "Look, this is what's going on." They'd be like, "Oh my god, how did you know?" Or, "Yeah, uh, I didn't know." And they go to their doctor, and they get my th- number, and they 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 contact me back. I'm like, "Oh my god, my doctor said this. You were right. Whatever it it was, it was different. You know, the world has changed. It just has. It's just you know,
0: it has in in a, in a huge way, and. When did you learn about the science behind all the illnesses? Because obviously you're unbelievable at being able to tell people about that element, which I think is what makes you so different. You can sit there and speak to someone so in depth about what kind of illnesses they have.
1: Well, science research doesn't have any science uh, on, on chronic illness. So yeah, they don't have any. So, and that's the problem. And. Anybody listening here now will be like, he's crazy. How can that be possible? Well, if you get sick enough and you go to your fifth or sixth doctor and you go to your third specialist and you go to your fifth neurologist and your second psychiatrist, and you actually don't get the answers and you're still sick. And the answers you get, really, they fall flat. Mm-hmm. Like your body's attacking itself and you have autoimmune, your body's attacking itself. Your, your immune system's attacking your glands and organs. That's not an answer. That's a theory from the 1950s to blame the woman or the man and or child or it's your hormones Um, that's also another tactic that developed in the early 1950s to sell hormone drugs. And, and it's still here today in alternative medicine, conventional medicine. And, and, and yes, we have hormone imbalances without a doubt. That's not what I'm saying, but, but there are symptoms that are not hormone created. There are real illnesses that are not hormone created. And so science research, you know, or they'll say it's your genes. um, Oh, that's such a big
0: one. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, like your neurological symptoms can't be created by hormones being imbalanced Mm. or being off. So you can't have neurological symptoms, aches and pains and tingles to numbness and ringing in your ears and You know, all that can't, you know, burning skin, that's not hormones, see? But science research will blame anything on And then genes, right? It's your genes. It's your fault. So what science research has done is blamed every single thing on anybody who's suffering, on them, like it's your fault. And then alternative medicine, and science research used to also do this. You're crazy. So you have to see a psychiatrist if we don't understand your symptoms. You Mm -hmm. have to go see a psychiatrist. Now, alternative medicine shifted it now. They took, you're crazy, and they shifted it and said, you're just not thinking positive. You're just creating it.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, tell that to a 15-year-old that just came back from a doctor's appointment with mom and and, um, and then hopped on the internet and typed in Hashimoto's thyroiditis and it says that her immune system is destroying her glands and that her body's destroying itself um, when it's not even true. And Or tell that to a 15, 16, 17-year-old that's just learning about things and they've already been to doctors and nobody knows why they're sick, and then they get told they're creating it with their thoughts, and it's who they are. It's devastating, yeah. and no one wants to take responsibility for that. <laughs> they don't. Nobody in the healing arts do. And I think the you know it hurts the soul. And I think the medical medium community got so large, uh, and it, it's so massive at this point, and the millions of the books that got out there and, and saved a lot of lives is because the blame was taken off of everybody for the first time in our history. And that hasn't happened in alternative medicine at all or conventional medicine. that's like,
0: that is such, it's so funny you say this, you know, your manifestations aren't coming true because you're not thinking positive and it's, you know, you're co-creating your life. So therefore, if something negative happens, you've put it in there. And I've been thinking a lot about that recently. And honestly, you are the first person in this community (laughs) that has said, That may not always be true.
1: But you know, I get, yeah. And it's how I get more haters. (laughs) Um, Critics though, they actually look, critics are awesome because critics would be like, let me look at his medical books he writes. And they read it and they go, oh my God. You know, critics are really smart and they read books and they read things and they go, "I I hated this guy at the start because he hears a voice, but it's undeniable that thousands and thousands of lives are saved. It's undeniable That the healing stories and the and the technical medical information that science research doesn't know about yet, like where he's either a genius or he does hear a voice. Well, yeah, I'm not a genius. So I actually hear a voice, but yeah. So
0: when, what was that voice, or what does that voice tell you to make you think that it was about diet and it wasn't all to do with the thoughts that people believe?
1: Well, what it is is that blaming blaming somebody for their Chronic fatigue syndrome from their from neurological fatigue. That's something that spirit of compassion, that, that's a word from spirit of compassion, neurological fatigue. It's about real serious fatigue problems and stuff. And, and all the neurological symptoms that we have, and the aches and pains, and the jaw pain, the trigeminal neuralgia. So, our trigeminal neuralgia that has people on the worst pain meds suffering laying in their beds, that's because of their bad thoughts. Um, no, it's not. I mean, you can't get around this one. I'm sorry. You can't, this is just not happening. And I don't research. I have, my books don't have one citation in them. I don't research because there is nothing to research. It's, it's just goes back to a bunch of, a bunch of theories is what it is. It's all recycled over and over again. Like when women poured into doctor's offices with these symptoms, the alternative community in the 1980s said, oh, it's candida. So then all these women who never got better and were sold that it was candida, well, and then the new generation comes up 10 years later and then 10 years later, now it's microbiome and now Mm. it's SIBA and they just don't even know what's causing it. Here's the problem. All the communities... You know, whether it's diet belief system A or diet belief system B, whether it's plant based and raw food and, and, uh, and intuitive and balanced diet, whether it's balanced diet eating and intuitive eating and uh, food combination eating and paleo eating and all the and keto, they don't know what's causing illness. They don't. And even all the influencers that are top dogs in the, in the movements, they don't know what causes mm. your symptoms. And I think that's, that's why, you know, a doctor was telling me, a doctor friend said, that's why the medical medium community is the largest safe space in the world for the chronically ill, because and all, and all and it's thinning out everywhere else. And the communities are getting smaller everywhere else, because in the end, no matter what elixir or potion you try, or whatever breath work you do, which is amazing, whatever it is that you do, you still don't get answers to why you're sick, for God's sake. As Dr. Friend was telling me, if you don't get answers to why you you're sick, then it's just back to the old game is your body's a destroying itself. It's destroying itself. It's autoimmune. Um, you know Your body's inflamed because it's destroying itself. It's guessing games. It's genes. It's hormones. It's all in your head. You're thinking and creating it. And that's a terrible place to be because when you're sick and suffering and struggling and you got three diagnoses of lupus and Hashimoto's thyroiditis, and now you're at a Lyme doctor and and you got like brain fog that's just destroying your life. And you got on top of that, you got PCOS or endometriosis and your cycles are coming on and the migraines are brutal and you're in abdominal pain going through your back. And people don't understand like what your body's destroying itself in the end or you're creating that with your thoughts. I mean... God, I mean, or eczema and psoriasis, you know, oh my God, you know, it's amazing how it works with eczema and psoriasis. You got people who can't even put clothes on. Mm. They're suffering with the worst bouts of it. And they're told their body's destroying itself because science research doesn't have the answers. And of course, you'll get somebody who's not sick enough yet. I call them the not so sick people. They're newbies on the scene. They went to a couple of alternatives alternative doctors. They might have a little eczema, a little bit of brain fog. They change up their diet. They get rid of their processed foods. And they're like, oh, that medical medium guy's crazy. Who would ever go talk to him? Well, let me tell you, you go to your fifth or sixth or 10th doctor, your eczema gets worse and worse and worse. And then you get out of the category of not so sick into sick. You'll find out who your friends are in the research and science land. I talk about how it's not about diet. You know, it's, it's about the viruses that feed off of foods, certain foods in the diet. It's about why we're sick. It's about what viruses we have in us. It's about um, how our body works. It's about toxic heavy metals. And then someone will say, it's funny, Sarah, somebody will say like, oh, toxic heavy metals, I heard somebody else talking about it. So obviously he didn't create that. Oh, well, yeah. actually, <laughs> 35 plus years now, of lecturing, educating professionals. I worked on 250,000 individuals one-on-one before the publication of Medical Medium Book One in 2014. And with all of that, The waiting list of millions before the publication of the book, all of that, and the amount of professional scientists, leaders in the health movement I talked to and gave some information to, and they still don't have it right out there about metals. If you go back to the source of where the information comes from, that's a Cleansing Hill book. When you go back to the source of where the information comes from, you'll see where it comes from, and then you'll see the whole picture, and you'll see, oh my God, he actually knows how metals work, how they discharge, how, they, how, they actual, how, how metals actually oxidize, but how they oxidize and why, and how they go into your glial cells and how they short-circuit neurons, like all that's this amazing. information yeah. that you won't hear anywhere else in the, in the world.
0: Let's take eczema and psoriasis because that's quite common amongst a, a lot of people. For someone that's come to you with that sort of stuff, what is what are the foods and, and, and how do you tell them to get better? What- sure.
1: sure. Okay, so let's just start with you got eczema or psoriasis, even vitiligo. Okay, but you're, you're at the doctor's office. I got a skin problem. They can offer steroids um, just to get it under control. That's one thing they can do. Yeah. They can give you a diagnosis of it's your body destroying itself. You have your diagnosis now. Your body's, your, body's, your body's immune system is actually attacking the skin, is what they'll say. That's where you're left off. You know, The alternative scene won't go there yet. You go to them and they'll be like, well, let's try this and get your gut right. Maybe it's stress. And they'll head there first. And they won't really talk about your body attacking itself. But the minute that alternative venue, whatever that doctor is or whoever it is, which is great people out there, once that runs out and you're still not better, it's back to the same old theory. It's your body destroying itself. It's your immune system attacking skin. So I just want to start off there. And it depends on how bad you are with your eczema and So that's where you are. Now, what's really happening? That's the key. Okay, here's how it goes. There's a virus called the epstein Bar. Everybody has it in you, in us. We all have it. There's over 60 varieties that have mutated over the decades. That information's medical medium information from the voice I hear. I knew that when I was a child. I talked about that as a child and from getting the information. That's one virus. There's many other viruses, but the Epstein-Barr is responsible for the eczema and psoriasis. That's the old monovirus. You don't even have to have the mononucleosis to even get the diagnosis or anything. And It sits inside the liver. So Here's how it works. The virus sits inside the liver, but it needs a food, a certain food to create eczema and psoriasis. It has to be a certain food. That information comes from Spirit of Compassion. The food is copper. It has to have copper. The difference between the person that has, doesn't have eczema and the person who has eczema is they have copper inside their liver. If someone has eczema, their liver is getting bombarded by the high-fat diet, even if it's healthy fats. So you have to lower your fats. It's critical to lower the fats to stop the stagnation and sluggish nature of the liver because then your blood gets too thick. And here's how it works. The copper builds up in your liver. and never, ever gets out of your body. Mm. It never cleanses. And the copper toxin that the virus is feeding off of, like it's feeding off the copper, it's releasing this germ toxin, builds up more and more in your liver. And then it puffs out of the liver. It puffs out because it's getting too filled up with this copper dermatoxin, and as it puffs out, it starts floating around, and it gets to your skin. Surf. It starts getting underneath the derma, and you get the copper dermatoxin that beca- becomes eczema and psoriasis. It gets into the bloodstream, and it floats all through the bloodstream, this dermatoxin, and it gets to the surface of your skin eventually. And now you got, and then it can, hey, my, my eczema is getting a little better today because it's puffing out of the liver. It, it's like cycles out. Sometimes a big hunk will puff out and then you're getting a bad case and then three weeks later, it's coming down and going down. You're only getting a little and then it'll puff out again and circulate. It, it, no one knows this stuff. And when you get rid of that copper out of the liver and you get rid, or at least get the copper out, if you have to live with the viral issue in the liver that everybody lives with, fine. But here's the thing. If you're under tremendous stress, Adrenaline surges push that copper dermatoxin out of the liver faster. Like you get a text from somebody, somebody betrays you, a best friend or something, and they're 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 saying terrible things on the text, and you're doing this thing back and forth. Your adrenaline's running, you're shaking, right? And you feel betrayed, or uh, someone broke up with you, your relationship, and you're like, oh my god, this is crazy, this is madness, and now you're 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 so upset, and you're telling another friend, your adrenaline's running because you're hurt, right? Yeah. That adrenaline. It it then picks up your heart pace, your heart's your heart's pacing where it's beating and everything. And then you're flushing out, you're pushing out that dermatoxin out of the liver. And you can get the worst case of eczema because a lot of it was flushed out of the liver because it built up over time. It's why people who exercise, they start exercising for the first time with eczema and psoriasis, and they're just raging. Yes. They're raging. And so there's a lot of that, you know, and it varies. It varies. Same with psoriasis and it and it hurts. And it, it, it just hurts. It's brutal for people to go through this until you're in somebody's shoes and you know what it feels like. So what should it, these it, people yeah. be
0: having to be able to cleanse their body and get rid of their psoriasis and eczema?
1: Well, psoriatic arthritis comes with a combination of when you have mercury in the liver too, and you got the epstein bar feeding off both mercury and, and copper. And that variety of Epstein-Barr releases the psoriatic arthritis variety where you're getting like the eczema and but the painful joints from the neurotoxins. It's a whole nother thing. But I mean, Cleanse the Heal, I go into detail. This book's so chewed up now. I've, I've <laughs> you know, the That's cover's fallen off. But, yeah, I got all these posted notes because I've been going through it. Um, but Cleanse the Heal is, is the way to learn how to get this out, what supplements to take. and. If there's no guessing games. Yeah, I would be playing guessing games like everybody else too. And and I talk about the celery juice. The celery juice binds on to the dermatoxin. It helps bind on to it. Celery juice.
0: Yes. Let's like, let's talk about yeah, celery nobody juice. Knew. No, nobody thing. knew. This is your big thing. Nobody knew. This is what no- made you huge. This celery juice. When well, was the funny. first it's- time you heard about <laughs> it? And then how it just this momentum of this celery just just took off.
1: Well, it's funny. I mean, I, I mean. I, Someone, you know, someone to say, well, it's the chicken or the egg. Like what made you so-called huge, you know, when you're already huge for millions of medical medium books going out to begin with at the, be- at the start mm. versus because of people healing, not because of marketing. That's the funny thing. Sarah, I, I don't have any marketing, you know, you? So, you know, naysayers will go, he's got massive marketing. He's got massive PR firms and strategies. How can this, how can this snake oil guy get out here? Like, how can he, how can he take over like this? It's little old me (laughs) holding the book, right? Catching a podcast once in a blue moon. Okay. And, and the reason why is because people healed and that's never happened before to this degree. So it's been word of mouth. It's a grassroots movement. It's not marketing. And that's what's so funny about it. But, um, a celery juice is the reason why it works. And nobody knew this. Nobody knew it. Nobody knew how to thera- therapeutically use celery juice and dosages and how much and when to drink it and how empty no. stomach in the morning, how, how much and all of that because it came from up here. It's uh, no one can guess this stuff. It can't be guessed. That's why there's no guessing games of the medical medium information, because it comes from a source and it's and it's been proven. I, the street cred is there. Uh, you know, another doctor friend said, "You know, you got street cred." I'm like, "Street cred? <laughs> what is that?" <laughs> like, really? You mean like street cred? Yeah, like it was cool. You know, that <laughs> was really cool. It's like awesome. <laughs> and and he's like, "Well, you got street cred because everybody that's healed the amount of people." And that overrides studies that don't heal people, like citations to studies that don't heal anyone, citations to studies that just back up products, citations to studies that that you know, whatever. It that doesn't work. You suffered and you get better. That's street cred. Street cred overrides all that. Well that's you know, it, it was funny when I heard that.
0: What is it about celery juice? Because I've had it and I think it's phenomenal and it's not something, had I not heard it from you, there's, there's, I mean, it's not something I would have ever thought of drinking. What is it about that celery juice that is so unbelievably effective and has changed the life of millions of people?
1: It loosens up heavy metals, toxic heavy metals. It loosens them so that the medical medium heavy metal detox smoothie can take them out safely. And, you know, Corella is, is horrible i can't even believe the stuff is still out there it's like oh it removes heavy metals no it doesn't and it never did it never did and it's just it's just the same old painful thing where it's like oh my god no matter how hard i work to like help people heal there's still the markets the markets you know no one wants no one wants to lose out there and they don't care about the chronically ill because it's just let's just care about our pockets and not losing, losing out, you know? So the Corellas just still pumping out there. And people be like, they just see an influence. Like, I use Corella, I put it in here. And it's like, oh my God, it's not it's not what takes metals out. Mm. And it's critical, you know? So what happens is with celery juice, it helps to loosen up toxic heavy metals. But what it does is it kills off pathogens, something no one ever knew. It destroys viruses by breaking down their membrane and, and weakening them. Kills bacteria that's behind SIBO, like you know. And here's the thing: science and research will be like, "Well, SIBO is is an overgrowth of bacteria in the small intestinal tract." Well, okay, well, that's all cute and fine and dandy, but what kind of bacteria? And and why and how and why is it there? And what is it doing? Well, medical medium information is all about what kind of bacteria. It's Streptococcus, and and people who have SIBO usually get acne. Because acne is streptococcus, another Mm. piece of information that's only medical medium. And there's over 50 groups of streptococcus and hundreds of strains that science research is unaware about. They're only aware about some. And streptococcus is how we have acne. So all the women out there and men that are living with their acne that's from low-grade streptococcus infections, and they end up with their SIBO diagnosis. It becomes antibiotic-resistant. Strep is antibiotic-resistant for the most part. And because of that, they'll end up with their chronic UTIs periodically, they'll end up with their SIBO, they'll end up with their acne, they'll end up with um, ear infections with strep throat, they'll end up with bloating, they'll end up with sinusitis, chronic sinusitis, they'll end up with bladder infections, BV, bacterial vaginosis, allergies, all of this, sinus allergies, they'll, 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 they'll end up with all this because of streptococcus, but nobody knows this in the alternative health. They just don't. You can't get that anywhere. You can't find that anywhere. And guess what? Celery juice breaks down that streptococcus. And the conventional world doesn't know this either. And, and it breaks down streptococcus and it beats it down and it kills it off. And that's why people's acne starts clearing up and and that's why their eczema and psoriasis starts to clear up when they do it the right way and they get all the things out. And they, you know, and that's that, and it, that's just some, it, some things it does. Yeah. Celery so juice. Yeah. It also restores neurotransmitters because of the sodium cluster salt. Now, yeah, science knew there's sodium in celery. Yeah. But sodium cluster salts is a subgroup of sodium. They haven't discovered yet. That subgroup of sodium is a complete electrolyte that actually restores a neurotransmitter. You can eat any food you want. You can get an electrolyte drink. You can get anything you want. You can eat any fruit or vegetable. You can do whatever you want out there, right? You can eat an herb. You can eat an animal product, and you're only going to get partial electrolytes out of everything. So, what we do all day long, Sarah, is try to get an electrolyte. We'll drink some coconut water. We got some electrolytes. You know, we'll have a piece of fish. We got some electrolytes. We'll have uh, some seaweed. We'll get some electrolytes. We'll have a piece of fruit. We'll have whatever it is, but we're only getting partial.
0: Mm.
1: Celery juice is the only food on the planet And it's herbal medicine that has a complete electrolyte that goes straight to the brain. We've never seen that. It doesn't exist. It's why we get rid of brain fog with it. It's why we get like our, literally our consciousness comes back because of celery. I've seen it save so many lives. And you've got to
0: drink it in the morning and before you have food. And then you have to wait for a certain period of time before you're able to eat the food. Is that correct?
1: Well, listen, if anybody can get it in them any time of day, I'm happy. Oh, Just Christ. try to get it in you if you yes. can, but, but it's critical. It's a critical part. I talk about it in cleanse to heal. I talk yes. about how it's like you, you, you do it in, on an empty stomach in the morning and you know, I give options for all that and how much and why on an empty stomach, how, how come it's so critical and how it re- okay. Here's the thing. We, we all have burnt out gastric glands. We, we do the coffee, we do the matcha tea, we do the coffee drinks, we eat the chocolate and the caffeine just burns the heck out of our gastric glands. And then our gastric glands weaken, we lose our hydrochloric acid and, and that's something that occurs. Well, and then we end up. Not being able to use our hydrochloric acid to destroy things like bugs that we end up getting, and viruses and pathogens, and then we get into a new relationship. We got we we fall in love, or we get into a new relationship, and we end up sharing bugs, another virus, another Epstein Barr, and because somebody with with somebody else, and or you're you're in a restaurant, and some a chef cuts their finger, and they just gave you an, an Epstein Barr virus, and <laughs> however it is, we end up picking up. Isn't it great? I know. <laughs> it's a great. We end up picking, there. Look. It's, 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 yeah, I know. And we end up picking up bugs and swapping bugs. Okay. That's what's happening in the world. And with this, you know, while this is happening, your hydrochloric acid is low. You're burning your, you're burning your adrenals out. You're intermittent fasting and burning your adrenals out. You're burning your gastric glands by doing all the caffeine drinks and the coffee drinks. And we're told to drink coffee. And we're, we're all of this, and as that's happening, your hydrochloric acid goes lower and lower, and then your streptococcus that everybody has, or gets a new one, starts to increase and colonize in the gut, and it starts to colonize in the liver and the lymphatic system, and now acne out of nowhere, two years from now, and or this out of nowhere, and. No one realizes it. And the sad part is it's like women are constantly disempowered by all the games being played on them. It's bad enough women have to deal with so much already, right? It's another where let's get them addicted on all the caffeine drinks and try to get bogus science to prove that it's good for you. Let's get them addicted to all the chocolate and pull out bogus science that it's actually good for you and burn their adrenals out. Get them addicted and it's a sure sell. You'll never get them off of it. You'll be able to bank off of women. Who cares about if they their skin ages fast and they're turning 40 and they're, they're, they're aging quicker than ever and they have to go under cosmetic surgeries? Who cares about the hair loss that they get and who cares about their adrenals and who cares about their bloating because their hydrochloric acid's burnt out and their gastric glands are burnt out? We'll still blame it on them. We'll just say it's their hormones and we'll just say it's their body attacking itself, but let's keep them addicted to all these different things and that's, and that's what's happening too. So women are constantly used. They're used, Mm -hmm. you know, as as a as a pawn, basically in a game of chess, to bankroll and bankroll. And medical medium information has always been about empowerment. It's like, okay, if you want to have chocolate, look, try to do these other things. Get the get do the celery juice too. Mm -hmm. Build up those gastric glands. Kill off that streptococcus. It's answers.
0: That's why, why you are so amazing <laughs> sure. because you do, you give so many unbelievable answers and people are able to use that in their everyday life and make themselves healthier. And it helps with so many illnesses, as you've said, what are the five top things food-wise that people should be avoiding?
1: Eggs is number one. Terrible, terrible. See this, it's the this, first thing.
0: This upsets me so much <laughs> because I eat so many eggs.
1: Believe me, I get a lot of flack from it. I mean, so the heat I get for the egg thing, you have no idea.
0: Can you explain, Anthony, <laughs> this why terrible. this is? Like, well, I thought eggs were okay. And if you eat organic eggs, you know, free range organic, is that no better? Yeah,
1: yeah. no, that's better. That's a better egg, but it'll still feed every single pathogen, bug, bad bacteria, and whatever you believe in, parasites. All you believe is in parasites, and you think that's what's in people's bodies, it'll feed it.
0: So why does it feed it?
1: I I didn't ruin eggs. No. (laughs) Here's what happens. I'm not the one that ruined eggs. The industry did. The medical industry ruined it. The medical industry behind everybody's back took an amazing food, or at least a food that was a good survival food. They took the survival food that's been around for hundreds and hundreds of years, and then they decided to play with it in the lab, and they raised every virus with it any virus you see out there now today even ones you know we won't talk about right now the ones was raised on eggs oh. in a lab somewhere every epstein bar every every shingles ver- shingles epstein bar hhv6 hhv7 simplex 1 simplex 2 hhv9 10 11 undiscovered versions um, cytomegalovirus HPV raised on eggs in labs. Okay. And that's how what they did. And they fed these viruses. And these viruses somehow escaped. Somehow escaped all through the decades and got into women. Somehow magically escaped. And but that's why. Eggs will make your PCOS more of a living nightmare than it already is for some women that actually have contacted me or other doctors have contacted me and said i have a patient what they're going through with their endometriosis it's just it's un, it's it's so it breaks your heart anthony and, and 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 meanwhile they're told to eat eggs you know uh all of it it's like you know and that's what happens the viruses eat eggs and they create breast cancer the viruses eat eggs and they create fibromyalgia Viruses eat eggs and they create eczema. They create all kinds of things too. Like,
0: what are it, it's the, amazing how
1: it works.
0: What are yeah. the other um, top foods that we should be avoiding? I mean, I would go dairy
1: second. Yeah. So I definitely would go dairy products second. That will feed viruses too. Not as bad, not as much as an egg will, but it, it will. And, um, and look, I know these, these are hard for people, gluten, but here's the thing. The industry's never knew why gluten is even like problematic. Yeah. They're still trying to think, well, it's genetic. Well, it's celiac. Well, they're just guessing. It's like, wait, it's this, it's that. And um, you got a gluten allergy, you got a gluten sensitivity, but why? What do you mean? How come someone else can eat gluten and be fine? How can someone else can? Because they don't have the bugs, the pathogen, the virus. They don't have the bacteria. That's feeding off of the gluten. That's the difference. The reason why we get inflamed isn't because our body's attacking itself and we have a gluten allergy and now our body's destroying itself because we're using gluten and we're allergy, we're allergenic to it. No what it is is we have bugs in us that feed off the gluten. So that's the next one, but nobody knew this. You know, I remember telling people to get off wheat uh, 40 years ago and they would, they, and then look like a flying saucer landed in the middle of the, and you know, in the middle of the parking lot or something, or I had 10 heads or like wheat, what do you mean? And then it's like, wait a minute. No, because it'll feed the bugs that are inside of you. I mean, think about that. I mean, decades mm-hmm. ago, I'm trying to tell people that bugs feed off of gluten and, you know, look, I, I'm just glad so many people who read the books then they learn and they know actually know the truth. And I always say to people if you're not so sick or you think this is crazy or something, it's here for you when you get sick. It's here for you when you when you've been already to your 10th functional medicine doctor and it's been and, you know and fourth conventional doctor and it's here for you if you're just finally just done. I'm just done. I'm fed up. Let me let me just find out why millions of people are healing around the world and learn how to use celery juice and the medical medium, heavy metal detox smoothie and the seven cleanses that are inside cleanse cleanse to heal. Like the mono eating cleanses that I introduced back three and a half decades ago to people and how to, how to, how to use low fat, like to do the low Mm -hmm. fats. Like I lectured and talked about 30 years ago so that other people knew about like, you know, but, but you see where all the information really is because when you go in here, you're like, oh my God, that's why you're trying to take out the toxic heavy metals. There's no holes. There's no holes in this information. Meanwhile, out there, you see so many other metals, but there's holes everywhere. So many other viruses now, but there's holes everywhere. And you'll see where the source was originally and how much work I put into it in the last 35, almost 40 years. And, you know, and uh, and you'll also see how like, you'll see why I have the opposition because you're not supposed to get people better, like really better. Sarah, what? you're not supposed to. I
0: know, I've heard that before. What do you do with those naysayers? And there's always going to be naysayers wherever you go, but obviously yeah. in your industry uh, and, and the information that you're giving, there's a heap out there. How do you block them out to then go forward with the amazing work that you're doing?
1: You know, it's, it's all about how many people have healed already. When you're on mattress Island and you're suffering and you're just on your mattress Island and that's where you spend most of your time and you're, and no one understands why you're suffering and you even just think it's you now. And you're just like, it's gotta be my body. I just, I just faulty. It's my fault. It's everything is whatever. And, You know, with all of this, it's like, this is not a joke. Not so sick people are not sick people. Seeing that the more you're less sick you'll see it's the greatest naysayer or discriminator when you're not the not sick people they'll just mm-hmm. go straight for the like the discrimination i got against me and the wanting to silence my voice and wanting to you know wanting to you know wanting to not let me speak and i'm not going to let that happen you can't silence me you know i'm going to get the truth out there and i notice that the not sick people who have no idea with the people who are sick are going through. They're the ones that scream the loudest with yeah. their nonsense, you know? And critics are smart though. Critics are, are smart because so many powerful people are critical. Cri- they're critical about stuff in the world. Like I've had powerful people in the world that are critics be like, you know what? I, I doubted you at first. And they contact me and they reach out and they'd be like, but this is extraordinary. Because they're smart and yeah. critics are different. That's and a different thing. They read the book. If you don't books. try
0: it, then how would how can you make these statements? You know, and I'm sure well, as as soon as they do, bang, you know, they're on board with everything that you say. Your job is so unbelievably full on and you're delivering this huge information. How do you have fun? Do you ever have a drink or that's completely off limits for you? How do you just like uh, You know, it's,
1: it's hard for me because it's hard for me because I always say, well, can someone who's chronically ill and they're fighting for their life. And you, so you might have somebody in the audience like, I don't have chronic illness. Well, do you have acne that's really in your way? Um, do you, that's chronic illness. Mm. Do you have a little bit of eczema? That's chronic illness. Do you have tinnitus? Do you have ring in your ears? Do you have UTIs? That's chronic illness. Or, are they going away? Are they intermittent? That's chronic illness. Or So it, that's what chronic illness is. And when you have people that are fighting for the life too, and, and, and they're really sick, it's like, well, they can't have that drink. I'm not going to have it either. You know, it's, I've always done this thing where I'm not going to do that. They can't do it. You know what I mean? I always feel guilty. Like, okay, well I, I'm going to have a good time. I, the people that are suffering out there, they can't have a good time. I mean, unless you're in somebody's shoes, do you really know? Unless you're in somebody's shoes, that's debilitating migraines, jaw pain, you know, galore, like trigeminal neuralgia, back pain. And I go into nature when I can. Like if I'm going to try to get something, I, you know, that can help my soul, I'll go into nature, you know, take walks and I'll do things like that. But, but I, I, I spend every minute I have to get the books out, to get this information and write the books out. Anybody who gets cleansed to heal uh, is going to be, I think is going to be blown away when they, when they see the amount of information Mm -hmm. in here and what they can do to heal. And this book is so thick. It's so thick and heavy and every line is, is life changing. And, and, and each year I have to do this. It's like, and, and, Uh, 24 hours. It felt like, you know, every day I would do this, but really I worked like 18 hours a day on this book, sometimes be 19 hours a day, every day until it was done. I'd be on the floor of my office asleep, you know, curled up just on the floor of my office until spirit of compassion would wake me up again and just go. because I'll tell you why it's, you know, time is precious. And when you're sick and suffering and you're losing that time, it's it's heartbreaking. I, my dogs are how I get peace in my life. Nature is how I get peace in my life. And I do that to try to keep me strong enough to still fight for the chronically ill. You're
0: a beautiful man, Anthony, like dedicating literally your whole yeah. life to your job. I mean, it's unbelievable. Can you tell us what is the lesson that it took you the longest to learn?
1: The lesson that took me the longest to learn is that i was naive starting out you know i thought that when you had the answers that it would be like accepted and heralded as something incredible like doesn't the world want chronic illness gone so i felt i was really naive getting this advanced medical information that's ahead of research and science that's 50 years 70 years ahead of research and science but look at 1950 You would think with all the women pouring into the doctor's offices in 1950 that there would have been answers to all their illnesses and symptoms in one year. Like in 1951, it should have been solved. Years later, they still don't have a clue to what's wrong with everybody. And so I thought if I have these answers when I was younger, right? Like, oh, my God, like spirit of compassion. Like we got we this is going to be incredible. And then the hardest lesson I've ever had to learn is The world, certain parts of the world just doesn't want everybody better. And that broke my heart. That broke my heart. We're still doing it. We're still getting people better. We're pushing through. Hardest lesson, though, is to learn that there's some bad people in the world. There's some bad people in the world. And that's the hardest lesson I had to learn because I always thought there weren't bad people in the world. Like, you know, so that was the hardest. That was the hardest lesson.
0: When you look back at your life, everything that you've had, you have achieved, and done what are you
1: most proud of i think i'm most proud of um i'm really proud of the lyme disease saga i watched so many women lose their lives back in the 80s and the 90s and being told it's bacteria then being bombarded with antibiotics till they lost their lives and and to fight for lyme disease to actually to for enough millions of like millions of books getting out in the world originally and forcing and breaking the back of the Lyme disease-like trap, breaking the back of it so that it had to give in and shift. I I thought that was a really big deal Mm -hmm. because it's going to save so many lives. It's why all the work I did to get Cat's Claw out from 40 years ago on to to, to actually work with, with Lyme disease and then finally, it's used basically in so many Lyme disease doctor's offices, even ones that are still kind of in between trying to use some antibiotic a little bit. And but the point is, is what we've done, spirit and I, spirit of compassion and I, is like, it's, it's definitely amazing what happened there. That's one accomplishment that makes me happy.
0: What is the best advice that you've ever been given?
1: Get some sleep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the best advice I've ever been given.
0: What is a life of greatness to you?
1: A life of greatness is really knowing how small we really are Um, and how there's such a a much bigger picture going on. A life of greatness is knowing that there's a spiritual war at hand. Um, A life of greatness is knowing that there's a spiritual war happening around us and above us and that um, that spiritual war is a big deal to the essence of just humankind human nature surviving everything about it because when you think about how many problems we could have solved on this earth already and we just don't it's just extraordinary and you know the spiritual war is just it's happening and i think that what greatness means also is people not being blamed for the first time in history for their illness Mm. and that's that's a big deal on its own i think if we can solve that problem I think greatness is achieved at that alone, all on its own.
0: Anthony William, thank you for dedicating your life to such a wonderful cause because you have changed so many lives of so many millions. Well,
1: oh, I'm, I'm honored.
0: <laughs> Stay connected by following a Life of Greatness on Instagram at a Life of Greatness Podcast. For more information and to watch videos on this and other episodes, head to sarahgrimberg.com. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe, rate and review A Life of Greatness on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app. A Life of Greatness is a Podcast One Australia production. Executive producer is me, Sarah Grimberg. Audio producers, Matt Nikolich and Darcy Thompson. Special thanks to Grant Totiel for bringing this dream to life. For more episodes, head to podcastoneaustralia.com.au.